Parsons planting kisses on the babies at the door And I'm wondering why I bothered and what I ever came here for I'm absolutely broken with no tears left to cry Saying prayers for those in prison and for those condemned Listen, our next guest is on the line with us right now, Gavin McLeod. You might remember him from such shows as The Love Boat. Uh, he played Captain Merrill Steubing, uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show where he played uh, Murray Slaughter. Joseph Happy Haynes in McHale's Navy. The guy has done it all, and he is one of our favorite guests. He's been on our show about 37 times. I don't know. It's a bit crazy. <laughs> Gavin, how are you today? I'm great, Drew. How are you up there? Yeah, doing quite well, quite well. And, and you know, you and I chatted uh, earlier this week, uh, you know, booking you on the show. And, of course, a loss for many of uh, our generation, but especially your generation, because you worked with him for many years, uh, Dick Van Patten, passing away at the age oh, of 86. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I was a little boy, he was one of my heroes because he was on Broadway when he was about... 10 or 11 years old, you know, and he worked with the Lunts. He was there for a long... He's got a huge theater uh, experience starting when he was a young boy. His mom pushed him, and then his sister, Joyce, is a very... She's younger than Dickie, was, and uh, she and I did a lot of plays together at a Theater West group out here in Los Angeles. I wrote something for her. She's a fabulous girl, but it's a major loss to have him go. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last time I saw him, uh, I represent Princess Cruises ever since the Lobo went off the air, traveled all over the world, etc. And so we were naming our new ship, and it was the 50th anniversary of Princess, and we wanted to do something a little special. And so uh, the Princess execs chose the Love Boat regulars to be the naming people, the godparents of the ship, and because it was the 50th anniversary, they thought they would celebrate the Love Boat television show, too, so they had 25 of the Love Boat former guests there, and Dickie was one of them. I and saw I, I saw a list of people. I mean, come on, this is ridiculous how many people were there. So let's let's run through a few of them. There was Doris Roberts, of course, Dick Van Patten, uh -huh. Joyce DeWitt, who was from Three's Company, Three's Company. Charlene Tilton. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Jamie Farr from, from MASH. Yeah, Charlene was from uh, Dallas. Jamie Farr from MASH. Florence Henderson uh, from the from Brady everything. Bunch. Uh, from everything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Diane Ladd. Yeah. Marion Ross from Happy Days. Christy McNichol. Uh, Carol Lawrence. I mean, it just goes on and on. It was unbelievable how many people showed. Now, here's an interesting thing. Wonderful experience, and that was the last time I saw him to interrelate with yeah and you, you and i knew something i knew something wasn't right he wasn't his old self i didn't know what was going on i asked him about his wife patty he said she's fine and how he, his son was with him down there in florida when we did all this stuff and uh i don't know he 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 didn't look well no I'll just say that no yeah yeah well, I, I wonderful, you know, and people loved him. His television career was. I remember once he was doing a love boat, and uh, we were coming into Acapulco, and we had a two scene. He and I right on the out out of the bridge of the ship, and we had to do it in one take because it was basically to see the entrance into Acapulco Bay, and we had about three or four pages there, and we got a chance to rehearse it just a little bit, and we did it. We cut it. And one take, and there it was. Now, he was wonderful as an actor and as a human being. Everybody loved him, yeah. especially Mel Brooks. I, um, 
Uh, th- there was a report in the New York Times that said he was originally cast as the captain for the love boat, but that's not true, is it? No, that was an error. If you could talk to anybody, he was the original doctor. They did they did two two love boat pilots before I came on the scene. The first one, I think it was Quinn Redecker played the captain, a wonderful actor, leading man, and Dickie played the doctor. You can ask Bernie Kapelkas. And then the next time they did it, uh, Dickie wasn't in it. Bernie was the doctor. Fred was uh, the gopher. And Ted was uh, the bartender. And so after they finished the Mary Tyler Moore show, someone had the idea of doing it again. And they came after me. And then we got Lauren Tweez, who was waiting on tables just prior to shooting the pilot. And it was a whole interesting story about how that whole pilot was put together and how the prediction of the critics said, we're going to sink like the Titanic, it'll be on for two weeks, that's it, (laughs) mindless television. And that's what I love when you can really go beyond what the predictions are. Going on for 10 years and being goodwill ambassadors for the United States, it was awesome. And starting, actually, a new industry for the masses. Well, you know, you know when uh, when Eight is Enough came out, you know, many were uh-huh. saying, uh, "All this here we go with the Brady Bunch thing again." But Eight is Enough got right into some really heavy, deep stuff. I mean, within the first few seasons, uh, Dick Van Patten's uh, stage wife, you know, the the uh, the mother of the whole gang, she dies, and I mean, they're yeah, I they're dealing with a lot of heavy stuff on on that show, and it it was hu- as a matter of fact, I I reached out to Willie Ames to see if he could uh, yes. join us today, oh, yeah. and he said to say hello, but he couldn't make. Uh, make the show today and of course he was the uh the heartthrob of of uh i guess that whole show it certainly wasn't dick van patten (laughs) well um i noticed that you and dick van patten uh, had a a special appearance on that 70s show is that true does that ring any bells gavin played together i forgot all about that true yes we played together i did a couple of those i did one with mary tyler moore and I did one with Dickie, and then I did another one with another actor from Hal Linden's show. I can't remember his name. That's terrible. That's yeah, cool. from the 70s show. Yeah, yeah. We well, played O'Toole, Altacockers, yeah. <laughs> Dick Van Patten played Murph, and you played Smitty. And uh, Oh, my heavens. I forgot all about that. Yeah. And, and, it was absolutely terrific. And, uh, you know, to have a career like that, to have a family like that, and just to leave to leave what he's leaving for the rest of the world to continue to watch, it's a blessing. Well, he and Mel Brooks must have been tight because he was in a number of his movies. Yeah, and they went to the horses together all the time, from what I understand. <laughs> That's right. They loved horse racing. Horse racing and poker were two of his favorite things to yeah, do. Yeah, the That's two right. things. Yeah, he was known for all that. <laughs> just a great time. A guy who came on our show a little while ago um, from the Carol Burnett show, Tim Conway. Tim Conway and Harvey Corman. Funny, funny guys, and they they got into the horse racing business as well. But they they ended up buying these horses that would, you know, they'd be beaten by the ambulance at the end of the race. They were so bad these horses. <laughs> yeah, well, even when we did Mikhail's Navy, Carl Ballantyne was a big horse guy. Yeah, and he used I used to drive him down on the horses, and then uh, he and then little Yosha Yoda, the little Japanese guy, <laughs> the most unlikely duo, <laughs> would go to the races a lot. You know, um, uh, the Love Boat really did break some some barriers, and here's one that I didn't really understand or didn't really realize. Mackenzie Phillips from One Day at a Time. Remember her? Uh-huh. 
Oh, I know very well. Yeah, well, she played a transgendered character on The Love Boat well before um, uh, Mr. Kardashian. <laughs> well before oh, yeah. well before anything about Bruce Jenner. I mean, this was so long ago. She played Golfer's old college roommate, Mackenzie Phillips. So, you know, we yeah. think this transgendered stuff is so new and risque, but come on. Oh, it's been going on for years. When I was in college, I remember uh, one of my buddies was John Bartholomew Tucker, just passed away, and he had his... It was he eventually went on to do Good Morning New York before Regis and things like that. But I went down to his town. We were going to put an act together and rehearsing. And there was one girl who was in his high school, and boy, I mean, she played baseball. She was tougher than any guy, and she eventually had that operation. So I'm talking about 1953. Wow, it's meant to be the other, you know. There, there are there are some things along your. I came across a site. Uh, I don't know if it was a site or some posting on Facebook, but it was 79 things that uh, people wouldn't know about Gavin McLeod. Now I'm not going to list all 79 because that's just ridiculous. But I wonder who put that in. I haven't any idea. It's probably your wife, I think. Yeah, she. <laughs> I don't think she do anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> but ahead. I, I want to list a few of them and see if they're if they're true or not. Okay. Okay. January 19th, 2004, you were featured on the uh, Late Show with David Letterman. Oh, yeah, I did a lot of those with David. Right. So, yeah. sorry, I think that might have been in 93, but their segment, the segment was called, Is It Potatoes or Gavin McLeod? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, we have a, co- we have a copy of that, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Is it potatoes? I did another one with David when I, when I he always had my captain's co- a uniform there. Yeah. So I was, we were living in Cape Cod, so they would call and say, come on down. So I'd fly down, and we'd talk about it, and we'd go ahead and do it, and I'd fly back home. You know, Too it was funny. a great gig. Did another one when I danced with a chicken on that show. I did another <laughs> one with David and I. We were roommates when we were in college. Yeah, that was a fun show to do. I loved Dave. Wow. Even before the, and then when the little boy was born... Uh, Patty and I sent him a little little book, a little kid's book to read. You nice. know, and now he's about 11 years old, I think, or something. Well, we're going to miss him, that's for sure. Is it true that you started acting when you were in kindergarten? When I was four years old, exactly. Come on. All right, is it true that you've been going bald you since... you read my book. This is your captain speaking. All I... this stuff is in my... Maybe that's where this came from. <laughs> is it true that you've been going bald since you were 18? Exactly. And you wore toupees. Exactly. And did you ever go up to a gas station and go to the counter and, you know, go to pay for your gas, and the smart aleck uh, attendant looked at you and said, oh, hello, sir, well, how would you like to pay for that? Huh? Hey? Thank you. No, I don't think I've ever experienced that. Okay. (laughs) Um, My whole career in Broadway started... Uh, because of a, heckin', a second-hand hairpiece. I was ushering at Radio City Musical for $34 a week, and, uh, you know, I, I, I needed that. I, I would go on interviews, and there were just, there's no parts for a young, bald-headed guy. And so I eventually got enough money with my roommate and myself. I had $125. I went, looked up Sen's Brothers. I went down there, and, and the guy said, what can I do? I said, well, look, I'm bald. And so, you know, and he said, oh, he says five or $600. I said, I, I, love, I can't have that. I'm only making 34 bucks a week. <laughs> he said, well, come back when you get more money. So I was very despondent going down there. Then all of a sudden, I hear, hey, kid, come on back. So I went back up. I'm, I'm making this fast because we have a time element. Yeah, yeah. So I went back upstairs. He said, took me into a room with a big mirror there and a, a hairpiece on a block. He says, sit down. He was New York. His name was Ziggy, bald head. He said, sit down. And he put this wig on my head. He said, how do you like that? I said, oh, man, this is great. 
I mean, it could have looked like a bird nest, but I didn't. It, 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 it had it had hair for the first time. I said, "Oh, wait till the rockets see me!" Oh yeah. <laughs> and because of that secondhand hair piece that belonged to uh, Andre, mm, the voice of America. Uh, and his and name was Andre? Him, Andre, I, I'm trying to think of his last name because I... The French giant? No, it, was it, he a wrestler? The story's in my, story's in my book. <laughs> okay. No, not the giant. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, uh, Kitty, what's her name? She was a band singer. Her That's husband. all right. That's all right. A big, big name. Anyway, I got my first Broadway play because of that secondhand right. hairpiece. Right. And that stayed with me all the way through. As a matter of fact, my, my book, my first first story in my book it's about how i got fired as an actor and i thought it was all over i was in my early 20s and i got a call that afternoon when i went home and my agent said bring your hair piece blake edwards wants to see you i said oh boy and it was for the pewter gun pilot and what happened was i got the lead heavy the first <laughs> ivy league heavy in the history of television on the pewter gun pilot and i did movies for him and i started a whole career and the show that they fired me from, it was a pilot with Hal March, never sold. Well, and so I was blessed. That's karma. No. Uh, so, okay, let's finish with these. You used to live in Desi Arnaz's house? No, that's Kay Ballard, my friend down the street. Well, see, there we go. I, I knew there was a lie in this in this group of 79 things about Gavin McLeod. So you well, never... got two of them already. Okay, all right. Did you attend the 90th birthday party of, of Carol Channing? Oh, yes. I was with Carol last week. She's 93 now. Did you attend Betty White's 90th birthday party? Yes, I did with Mary and Ed and Valerie. did a big special. Can I go to your 90th birthday party? I hope so, <laughs> Drew. Yes, I look forward to it. You are such... I love talking with you. You know what? I've lost my... I don't have any grandparents. Would you be my grandpa? You got it. Thank you. I have 10 of my own, but you can be the 11th. Thank you. And I just, if you could send me, November 30th is my birthday. If you could send me a card with a $5 bill in it, I would appreciate that. <laughs> now, I want to tell you, my book is called This Is Your Captain Speaking. Yes. You haven't read that yet? Uh, we, we had you on the show. We talked about it. and, uh, and uh, oh, We did? Yeah, and some, somebody was going to send it to me, but, uh, but I never got it. So I'm going to have to go out and buy it once you send me that $5. Okay, no, you, that'll only be part of it. <laughs> anyway, I'm rehearsing a play, and that's what I'm off to now, uh, called Happy Hour, a brand new play someone wrote for me about five or six years ago, and I'm finally getting around to doing it. And um, I'm very excited about that project. And uh, so I'm b still working for Princess Cruises all Good over the you. world. Good for we you. We have eight, 18 mega ships now, and we got two more coming. Everything is wonderful. Good My wife you. is doing well, and we are living down here in Rancho Mirage close to Carol Channing, and uh, yeah, I was just with her for lunch about last week, last Tuesday. She's she's a sweetheart, that's for sure. Well, she's this is incredible, and you know who was there was Patricia Morrison. Oh, really? She's a hundred, a hundred and one years old. <clears throat> Remember her? You know, the only the only celebrity I've really kind of had lunch with was uh, John Ratzenberger and Candace Cameron. Uh, we went out to lunch down in uh, Venice Beach one time. And it was oh, yeah. it, it was in an area where celebrities would sit in the corner and wait for other people to notice them. It was weird. Oh no! It was weird. Oh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I did have lunch across yeah. the table from Suzanne Summers one time over at uh, 
Oh, I can't remember where it was, but uh, I, I was waiting for her to bust out the thigh master during lunch, but she didn't. She didn't do that. <laughs> she just opened a room in Las Vegas. Oh, good for her. Yeah, she lives down here, too, right near Barry Menlo down in Palm Springs. Yeah. Well, this is your captain speaking my fantastic voice through Hollywood Faith and Life. That's the book you need to get, folks, and the website you need to go to is GavinMcLeod.com. Uh, you know what? You've just absolutely... I was I was dragging my butt a little before I started the show today, and you've just perked me right up. Thank you, Gavin. Oh, Drew, thank you. It's always good to be with you. I mean, always. We're growing old together, but I'll be your grandfather as long as I can. Good. Thank you. I would appreciate that. Selfishly, I appreciate that. Gavin McLeod <laughs> on the Drew Marshall Show. So I'll, i got to let you go because I know you got to get to rehearsal, okay? Exactly. Thanks, Drew. All right, Gavin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Gavin McLeod. What a neat guy. A friend of mine lost his woman. It was last winter time. When he caught his darling cheating For the second time For the second time For the second time He caught his darling cheating For the second time So he moved to the coast He moved in with a friend Waking up in your clothes That's no way to begin For the second time For the second time that's no way to begin for the second time.